Hello, I am Zelda Volkov, and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success. The challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. Hello, and welcome to the Oh My God podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different as I am going to be talking straight to you, my dear listener, as I am not going to be interviewing anybody today. I always, you know, whenever I have something really important that I think is especially important to share and to be heard, I always feel this urge to write or speak or make a video. And I think it comes from this, you know, this place of being raised super religious, super narrow-minded, really in a little closed box. And as I started to develop and get curious and really expose myself to lots of different schools of thought and philosophies, um, I had just tons of epiphanies and epiphany after epiphany as the more I read, the more I watch, the more I listen, um, and the more I experience and travel. And I feel like from all the different categories of my life, relationships and dating has been the most evolved, I should say, and the most changed um, in my life. Whereas where I came from, you know, this concept of a nuclear family and having a, um, a relationship with someone you hardly knew, a stranger, and then realizing that while divorce was never an option, divorce is something I should consider, even though I never wanted to. And then being single for years post-divorce, you know, stumbling my way through different relationships, different datings, situations, and realizing that um, something's wrong, something's off. Um, and it may not be the guys, it may not be me, it may be my philosophy or my psychology. And I wanted to share that with you guys today uh, because I feel like if someone had shared this with me, maybe it would have been a little less painful, a little less hurtful. And maybe I would have stayed in my pain for a lot less than I could have. Um, you know, I'm a big and firm believer that our challenges are really our opportunities for growth. And they're not really challenges. They're just ways for us to expand and evolve. So I do think that the pain and the hurt that you may be experiencing in your relationships or lack thereof is not something that you could avoid, but perhaps with, you know, the right exposure to the right information, to different listening to different people's experiences, you could hopefully leave that, those uh, behind and you don't have to stay there for longer than necessary. So I hope that this episode will shed some light into this concept for you. So dating is something deeply personal, obviously, for everyone individually. Everybody has a different experience with dating. Um, you know, we have so many limiting beliefs from childhood, from society. We are conditioned to feel 
and believe and think certain things, whether it's the man needs to pursue and the woman needs to be led, whether it's the man needs to pay for dates and the woman needs to oblige, you know, courteously. Whatever it could be, it could be small, it could be huge, you know, grand ideas of what um, the duties of the husband is, what are the duties of the wife are, you know, it could all be, um, you know, from very small details to really grand concepts. However, we all are raised with certain notions and we are conditioned to and pre-programmed to really take on society's ideas or our families, our communities' ideas. And my relationship with dating and my journey through dating was really the evolution of getting rid of these limiting beliefs. And when I say limiting belief, when I use this term, it doesn't necessarily mean bad beliefs. You know, a limiting belief is a belief that holds you back. So there, so a belief in itself is not good or bad. A belief that holds me back may propel somebody else to the next level. So a belief in itself is not good or bad. The question you want to ask is, does it serve you? Does holding on to this belief serve you at all? Does it help you grow? Does it make you happy? Does it help you evolve and expand? Uh, does it help the people around you? If the answer is no, then that's probably a limiting belief that holds you back. But I just wanted to make to point out that a limiting belief is not necessarily an evil, bad, terrible thing. It's just something that holds you back from growing and evolving. So for dating and for relationships, the limiting belief that I held onto for a long, long time was that the person that I was going to be with was going to redeem me from my pain, was going to be my salvation, my all, my everything. And that really held me back. And I think I got that belief from whether it's Disney movies, whether it's, you know, for my Russian parents that put a lot of emphasis on marriage, you know, for, you know, you gotta be good, you know, you need to get married, you need to be, you know, the perfect little girl so that somebody will say, ooh, I want that one. And this concept developed into this audition, you know, that I will put on my very best dress and my very best face and my very best personality and I will woo and win over the person that I'm going out with or my boyfriend, my potential husband. And this obviously was a very big limiting belief, although it doesn't really look like a limiting belief in its simple form because it just seems like a girl that wants to be chosen. But I noticed that whenever I was in pain or confusion or drama or any kind of issue was arising in whatever category of life, whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it was just being overwhelmed by, by motherhood, whatever it could be, I found myself always being drawn and attracting going out with guys, going out with guys, because somehow, somewhere inside myself, I felt that if they choose me, everything will fall into place. All the pieces would align and I will be better off with them by my side. But obviously this is a limiting belief and this is fantastical. It's not real because even after the honeymoon stage ends, everything pretty much is exactly as it was beforehand, whether it was a mess, whether it was beauty, whether it was a disaster, everything really comes 
back to its original format, except you also have a relationship to deal with, which at times distracts you. And that's all it does. It distracts you from your mess, but it doesn't solve or dissolve the mess at all. And so this was a limiting belief that I had because it felt so good to be adored, to be loved, to be, you know, shown affection. And when things got rocky, that was my go-to. And so the moment that I realized that my salvation will not come in the form of a man, will not come in the form of a husband, will not come in the form of a date, no matter how charming or handsome or rich he was, was truly the moment that I was redeemed from my fantasy. And the moment that I was really able to do the inner work, that no matter how tough the work was, and no matter how hard it became, I knew that the salvation was only within me. And so dating is nice, and having a relationship is probably one of the most beautiful things there is in life. However, it's not a salvation or a solution to life's problems. And um, that was a big moment for me. Now, when I was allowing this limiting belief to control me, I was very much attracting the wrong kind of guy, the guy that really helped me distract myself from the chaos of my life, from the loneliness of my life. And the moment that I became aware of this limiting belief, I really aligned my true intentions and my true desires with the kind of guy that I wanted to bring in. And I think that's a really important distinction to make is that when your limiting beliefs are steering you away from your true aspirations, from your true dream, you know that that is not serving you. You know that that's a belief that is not serving you. So my dating career, if I may, was very intense, to say the least, because I was really running away. I was escaping. And my drug was dating. My drug was men. My drug was this attention and this affection that I was able to, even for moments at a time, you know, feel just this utter bliss away from all the responsibilities and all of the, you know, the drama that was my life at times. And I was so unhealthy in the sense that I truly loved the chase, that if a guy showed me attention, and showed me interest. I was not interested in him, no matter how amazing he was, no matter how beautiful he was, no matter how rich he was. I was not interested in somebody that was pursuant of me. And this was really a huge marker. This highlighted the fact that I did not love myself. Because I didn't love myself, when somebody showed any kind of affection towards me, I was you know, deeply turned off because that didn't at all resonate with me. It's like, what do you like about me? Like, what? Like, ooh, don't be a leech. Don't cling. Don't attach yourself to me. And the guys that barely knew I existed or was made it very obvious that there was no future here and uh, they're not interested in a single mom or they're not interested in anything serious, whatever the case may be, that was my guy. I was going to go after that one. And... Again, this was very much uh, in alignment with the concept that I did not love myself. I did not value myself. I did not appreciate who it was that I am. And so a guy that also didn't see that and didn't find me worthy was the kind of guy that I wanted. And this is really the idea where the world is our mirror. We see what we are. 
we see what we feel. And that really, really made sense to me in this type of uh, situation where I absolutely avoided at all costs any kind of guy that I felt actually wanted something. So it was the guys that didn't live here. It was the guys that, you know, were totally not ready to settle down. Those were the guys that I was after. And in addition to that, because I was always pursuant, you know, I was comfortable with that. That was something that I made a part of my personality. That was the masculine energy that I was so used to exhibiting. You know, I was, I'm always in my masculine energy at home to my children, being the mother that I am, being the business owner that I am, being the one responsible for, you know, just three lives and myself, a roof over our head and um, taking care of my life. That's me, my masculine energy. And the same energy I brought into these relationships is that I got this. I could deal with this. I'm okay with rejection. I'm going to go after what I want. And of course, there's, you know, a time and place to bring out your masculine energy. And some people, if their core energy is masculine, that's great. Um, But for me, my core energy is not masculine. I bring it out because I have to. But when it comes to relationships, I had to learn to actually retract my masculine energy and bring forth my feminine energy. But this imbalance was something that I had to really, really harmonize and learn to harmonize because I was always in my masculine energy. It was my go-to. It was something that I was so, it was so easy for me to access. And once I started to embody more feminine energy and allow guys to be more pursuant of me and I surrendered to that concept, then I started to attract the kind of guy that I actually wanted. And when I say I wanted, I mean my healthy self. You know, my my unhealthy self did not want it. But the more I practice loving myself and doing I am enough exercises and feminine embodiment exercises, the more I was able to harmonize both my masculine and feminine energy and attract a guy that was able to bring forth his masculine energy. And that's important. Uh, I think it's an important message, regardless of your relationship status, whether you're married, single, divorced. If you are a feminine person, but you're constantly on overdrive with your masculine, your masculine partner or your masculine person that you're going out with may be repelled or you may repel them or or they may repel you because you're both in your masculine energy. And this is not about male or female. It's about masculine and feminine. You know, there are some men that are more feminine. There are some women that are more masculine and that's okay. But the point is that you need to harmonize your own feminine masculine energies within you so that you can attract the polarized partner, because that is what really is at the depth of attraction. And so this is something that I had to really embody and learn so that I could allow to be given to, so that I could become the vessel of reception. And that is something that I did not know how to do. I wasn't good at receiving. I wasn't able to, I wasn't good at even getting compliments. I wasn't good at being able to just get because I was so used to giving and doing and you know making shit happen so i think that's a good point to consider if you feel like you are in a relationship that you're repelling each other or if you feel like you are uh you know being pursued by the wrong kind of energy or if you feel like you are drained by your overdrive 
or your underdrive of your feminine energy. Maybe you fall into your feminine energy too much uh, because you don't want to connect, or maybe you are codependent as a safety net of your feminine energy. So you want to, you know, check yourself and your energies and make sure that you harmonize your own and that you could uh, attract and draw in the healthy polar opposite of that energy. And so once I was able to really work on loving myself, getting interested on, you know, what are my hobbies? What do I enjoy? What am I curious about? Really understanding deeply uh, that I am worthy of every bit of love and every bit of affection. And once I didn't need to validate my worth anymore within the guys that I was going out with or within the future husband I was going to have, I was able to attract the kind of guy that I want. Because when we want to validate ourselves within something, we are chasing the wrong thing. Because no matter how good they are, we don't really care because we just want to be validated. So once I worked on myself, and it's a, it's a constant, never-ending journey, obviously, you know, it's lifelong to maintain this self-worth and this idea of I am enough and I am worthy and I am deserving of love. And once I was, I was able to get to a point of really feeling it, not just knowing it, because in the beginning, as I did the work, it was like a cognitive process intellectually. I was able to tell myself, I am enough, I am deserving, I am love, um, you know, all that stuff. But then somewhere along the journey, it clicked and I felt it in my heart. And so once it clicked for me, that's why I tell a lot of my clients, don't stop just because you feel like you're repeating yourself and it's not doing anything because eventually one day it's going to click in your heart and then there's no going back from there. But obviously it's still, uh, you know, a lifelong uh, maintenance where you want to constantly remind yourself just like fitness you know you're working out constantly want to work out the same with your heart and your mind you want to be able to uh, get to a point where you don't need anybody else to validate you so that you pursue the kind of person that you actually want that you're interested in that is good for you that's good for your future that's good for your truth because you're not seeking validation in them anymore. And they're not going to solve all of your life's troubles, but they're going to make it feel better. And there's going to be days that are going to feel much brighter with them, but they're not going to solve all of life's riddles and troubles and tribulations. But you have a faster chance at being able to have a healthy partner when you are healthy first because you truly cannot love anybody if you don't know how to love yourself and nobody could truly love you the way you need to be loved if you don't love yourself first so i highly recommend this journey of self-discovery of self-love of self-awareness and realize that you know when we have different parts of ourselves saying one thing and then we're afraid and then we don't say this and then we get into this like mess of confusion it's really when our heart mind and body are not in sync and we want to synchronize them all so that we can make decisions that are in alignment with our one true self and so the best way to do this kind of work is through silence through meditation you know, I truly met myself in the depths of my silence. I would say that 
right after I got divorced, when I was the most troubled, the most hurt, the most afraid, the most vulnerable, I had no concept of meditation. I had no concept of self-awareness, of self-love. I was heavily and deeply codependent. I'm talking to that person. You know, if you're listening to this and maybe you resonate or identify as that person, as that individual, where you're jumping from relationship to relationship, hoping to find some sort of salvation or some, some, some type of redemption, I want you to know that you do have hope. And not only do you have hope, it gets better. It gets so much better as you do the work. And I have faith in you because I'll never forget the first time I was broken up with after my divorce. I felt like a physical, physical, physical pain. And I remember calling my friend and I'm like, but it hurts so bad. I felt it so strongly in my body, in my heart. And I was like, is this ever going to end? Is, am I ever going to not feel this way? I'm talking to you if you've ever felt that, if you feel that right now, if this is something that you experience where you just want somebody to love you the right way, where you just hope that somebody sees your worth, remember, please remember these words, that you are absolutely wholeheartedly worthy, regardless of who sees it or not. That just because somebody is not able to see it does not mean anything. When we look at the moon at night, and it's a half a moon, or if it's a little tiny sliver, we don't question whether the whole moon exists. We just don't see the whole moon, but it's always there. And that's the way I see our worth. We are 100% worthy. You are exceptionally worthy and deserving of everything good in this world. And just because you can't see it all the time does not mean that it's not there, but it's your duty to shine the light on it, to do the shadow work. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. I love you. And I hope that you have the best, the best, the most incredible new year. And may you be healthy and happy. And see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volko. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.